to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Those who are the happiest are those who do the most for others. Booker T. Washington Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Siri Parindra. And I'm Andrea Smith. And today's show is about the power of community. As part of our disaster relief outreach program, Be The Star You Are showcases authors, artists, actors, musicians, and other creatives who have had their performances canceled by COVID-19. Make sure you are tuned in to Star Style Be The Star You Are on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time for Wednesdays with writers and performers and Express Yourself airing on Sundays at 3 p.m. for Super Smart Sundays both broadcasting right here on Voice America's Network Empowerment Channel. We are so happy to announce that the California Humanities and National Endowment for the Humanities, as part of the CARES Act Economic Stabilization Plan of 2020, has just awarded our producer, Cynthia Bryan, a grant to continue producing and booking more authors, musicians, actors, health professionals, and more on Express Yourself Teen Radio to give us and our guests a voice during this pandemic. Our lineup is stellar. Check us out at voiceamerica.com forward slash show forward slash 2014 forward slash express yourself. Thank you, California Humanities and NEH for helping Cynthia Bryan continue to produce quality programming during this time. Today, we have a great hour planned for you. In segment two, we will be interviewing Isolde Fair, and we will be wrapping up our show with Andrea Smith's edition in the spotlight. And right now, we will be reading The Gift of Community by Cynthia Bryan, from the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. So let's get started. While searching for stories for a book, I was co-authoring Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. I was intrigued by a short newspaper article about the spirit of community that was born during an olive harvest in the hustle bustle of technology at Silicon Valley, 
California. I phoned the newspaper to find out more and eventually connected with the Dominican Sisters of Mission San Jose and Sister Mary Charlotte, who enthusiastically told me the heartwarming story. Perhaps because I have always had a feeling of community with sisters and nuns, I was totally entranced. The Dominicans were one of the orders that our family entertained for years at our annual nuns picnic. The Dominican convent at Mission San Jose was once famous for its olive groves, originally planted by Father Junipero Serra in the late 1700s. Since 1894, the sisters had gathered, pressed, and bottled the oil from their olive trees, sending it to churches throughout California. But in the 1960s, as the sisters grew older and fewer in number, the demanding job of harvesting and pressing the olives was reluctantly put aside forever, or so they thought. One day, a young novice, Sister Donna Maria, was refurbishing the chapel. 35 years had passed since the last harvest. Suddenly, the wind blew open the door and an olive branch fell at her feet. She interpreted this as a sign that something was about to happen involving the olive trees. And it did. The trees were still providing fruit. The sisters had to provide everything else. The challenges began with the olive presses. The originals were long gone. Even if they still had existed, none of the living nuns knew how to use them. The mother house administrator, Sister Jane Rudolph, contacted several commercial olive pressers, and one was contracted for the job, but one but the other had to cancel. Undiscouraged, Sister Jane called Nick Skiabika of Modesto and told him about her dilemma. Let's pray about it, Sister, Nick suggested. By the end of the conversation and prayer session, Nick volunteered to help the sisters by pressing, processing, and labeling at no charge. A San Jose City Councilman enlisted the services of a trucking company to haul the olives. 35 parishioners volunteered to, keep, to help harvest. At the turn of the century and the dawn of a new millennium, the Dominican Sisters of Mission San Jose revived their harvest. Rain was forecast for Harvest Day but the sisters and their new friends were undaunted. They gathered for a special blessing of the trees in the olive orchard. To to their surprise, they found themselves joined by hundreds of others. Word word has spread about the sisters' olive harvest. It seemed as if everyone in high-tech Silicon Valley wanted to help in the orchards that day. Vans arrived carrying children from many private and public schools. Mormon elders, Protestant leaders, and disabled citizens, people young and old of all ethnic backgrounds and from many communities participated. A church choir from another town entertained the olive pickers with Christmas cards, and one man celebrated his birthday under the olive trees. Ramiro, the convent gardener, donated his day to climb the trees and cut off the branches ripe with fruit. 
giggling children gathered up the branches and carried them to a tarpaulin spread on the ground. There, the sisters plucked the olives and placed them in buckets. Older children carried the buckets to the truck where teens dumped the olives into bins. Obviously, this was not a high-tech method of harvesting, but it was the Dominican way, something beyond the harvest, a day of communion with one another. Ten-month-old Lionel Jeremiah thought his job was to taste every leaf, and six-year-old Felice demonstrated her technique of shaking the branches to disperse the olives. 90-year-old Sister Mary Martin Bush worked diligently alongside wheelchair-bound Sister Walburgis Schneider, who had just been released from the hospital after having her leg amputated. A two-year-old toddler dutifully picking leaves, olives, placing them carefully in her bucket, then decided it was more fun to wear the bucket on her head. This is like an old-fashioned barn raising, one harvester said with delight. I feel purposeful for the first time in years, said a volunteer in a wheelchair. Over 100 bottles of extra virgin oil were made that day. As predicted in the weather forecast, it did indeed rain on the harvest day. In fact, it poured five minutes after the job was finished. Miracles really do happen. The Sisters of Mission San Jose produced more than olive oil that day. They created a new annual tradition and a spirit of community, one that continues to reap bountiful crops of friendship, fun, and miracles. Human beings are social creatures. Despite wanting to be alone at times, we thrive in the company of other humans. But it is more than company that humans seek. We all need to be effective, effective, and appreciated. We can experience the sense of community within our family, or we can create community with friends or people who share a common interest, dream, or goal. By establishing a community of like minds, we find a place to express our creativity and be of service. Community gives us confidence and empowers us to reach out, both as a group and as individuals. The original idea of the Dominican sisters was simply to do something with the fruit of olive trees. By being open to all possibilities, they started a new tradition, reviving and expanding the old community. Every person who participated in the harvest felt he or she had made an invaluable contribution and a fellowship of spirit was born. Now, people are joyously anticipating future harvest celebrations. Every person is part of some community. To be served, we must first serve others. To belong, we must first accept. Take a look at the communities of your life. Are you adding to the brotherhood and sisterhood of society? Are you open to the possibilities of fellowship? Are you making a difference? Would you like to contribute? As Thomas Fuller said, a good life 
is the only religion. And now for the exercise, the community channel. Think of your associations with others as channels on your TV set. In your journal, make a TV listing of all of the community channels in your life. Start with family, friends, church, school, work, and social activities. Then get more detailed and write what part you play in each of these communities. For example, as part of my family unit, I am the mother to my daughter, the wife to my husband, the aunt to my nephew, and the daughter to my mom and dad. Now write three things you do that involve you in the camaraderie of your community. Finally, next to each community channel, write an adjective that best describes how you feel being a part of this group. If your adjective is not a positive one, why not? What can you do to make it a positive? Or would it better would it be better to change the channel and become part of another program? And on that note, we have a quote, climb the hill with others and your joy will all will be all the more fantastic. That was a very meaningful chapter by Cynthia. It really opened my eyes to the importance of community. Yes. Check, yeah, check out youtube.com forward slash be the star you are for our fun and informative videos on living laughing and learning visit us at www.btsya.org and check out past editions of our show and express yourself teenradio.com i'm andrea smith and i'm siri panindra Keep listening to our conversation about the power of community as we interview artist Isolde Fair on Express Yourself After the Break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Humanity is pulled apart with hate, anger, and fear. Isolation. Let's change.
helicopters up above my feet touching the underground where have you been yeah like i need you now won't be running away Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Siri Panindra, and we're here today with Isolde Fair. She has performed as an artist, singing in front of a full orchestra at Lincoln Center in New York City, as well as soloing on violin with members of Cirque du Soul and in other high-profile situations. Isolde Fair first gained recognition at age 13 with her composition and recording To All the Little Girls. Eventually, the song reached the ears of Hillary Clinton and numerous media outlets. 
Now, as she moves on to the next phase of her artistic development with the release of Rise, Isolde is looking ahead, excited to continue pursuing her dream. Rise focuses on using one's voice for positive change and the power that each person possesses to allow our voices to be heard against injustice the unstoppable drive to never give up. Welcome to Express Yourself, Isolde. Hi, what's up? Thank you for having me, you guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so let's Fire. jump right in. So when did you first start singing and how long have you been playing piano and violin and where did you learn these instruments? <laughs> um, first started singing, God, uh... I don't know. It's kind of all over the place with that. Um, I used to write a few things when I was younger. I started writing songs when I was around nine-ish. And from there, I guess I just practiced singing more and more. I never really had a coach. I mean, I would take lessons sometimes, but that's like about it, you know? Um, and then with the violin and piano, with piano, um, I started learning it from my mom. Just She's also a pianist, so I just, you know... When I'm around her, it really, she influenced me so much with everything and playing the piano and learning how to, you know, use it in a way that is super musical. I mean, it's always musical, but it's just like, you know, using it in that way. It's really great. And then violin, uh, crazy enough, I wanted to play other instruments. I actually wanted to play the banjo before violin. Oh. <laughs> But, like, the thing was, my parents did not approve of it. So they were like, that's gone. That's out of your repertoire. Say bye-bye to that. Um, so I decided that I really, really, really liked um, playing violin. And I really liked that instrument. Just hearing it when my parents would be recording stuff. Because they, um, they we have a studio in our house, a little one. But um, I would just be listening to when they would have sessions sometimes. And they would have... You know, I just, I love the sound of it. I, I just love the aura I gave off, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. I played the piano, too. During quarantine, I learned how to play the ukulele as well. Oh, that's really fire. Cool. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I love that. I play the piano. Oh, my gosh. We already have something in common. That's I love that. <laughs> That's like, okay, we're a trio now. We can just, like, yeah. live with it. Yeah, it's good tears. So yeah. where did you get the inspiration for this song, Rise? Uh, it didn't actually come from, ironically, anything that was a part of the message of Rise that it is today. It was just, honestly, it came from, like, a little melody and... Um, I was in the car and with my mom and I was just looking up at the sky. It was super, super gray. And to me, I don't know, some days, you know, when it's like depressing gray and then it's just like gray. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a little bit depressing gray. So I was sitting in the depressing gray and um, I was just kind of looking up at the sky. It was all kind of dark and just one color and nothing really exciting about it but um and it was a few years ago and I was just thinking I was like what if we lived in a time where everything would be all right and we didn't have to go through all of the crap that we were in during that time so we were you know 
Because now, I guess it just progressively got worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, just thinking about it, I was just thinking about that, and then I started singing, uh, humming. I've been thinking of a time where everything will be all right. And then um, I got home, and I started playing around with it, with that melody, and wrote, like, the first verse of it then and there. And then um, I showed it to my mom, who also co-wrote it with me and so we we did that together it was really great and then we just you know showed it. ideas to one another and it really really eye-opening I loved it I love that I love how you drew from an experience and you put that into a song and typically how long does it take for you to kind of sing and do the piano and violin and basically finish up the song uh it depends. That's a really good question. I like that question. <laughs> um, but it really just honestly depends. It it could just depend on if you have so much in your life and you're just like, screw it, I'm going to write a song in a day. Because sometimes it can only take a few write, like few hours to write a song or mm. like a day. But, you know, sometimes mm. it can take months just to finish up something. I think it just all depends on what you want to do with it and how perfect you want to make it. Well, I mean, you know, it just depends how you want it to be, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And so what is it like to work with your mom and dad? Like, are they nice to work with or is it sometimes hard (laughs) to do, like, since you see them all the time? Uh, Honestly, not too hard. You know, they're kind of like my best friends and it's like... Sure, we have fights sometimes, and I feel like, you know, a lot of parents and, you know, kids, they fight sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, yeah, they're my best friends, and I love working with them, and I, they have so many ideas, and I just, you know, growing up with them, I, I got so inspired by you know, listening to the music that they brought into my life and seeing what they would do with how they record stuff because record, I don't know. Just, you know, like, looking at the recording page when you're, like, recording something, it's, like, all these, like, bars and lines and, like, five-year-old you is probably, like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so wholesome. I love that. Parents are definitely the best. (laughs) So, yes, definitely. I agree with 100%. Yeah, so tell us about the making of the video, and you can also specify the location where the video was shot. Definitely. I definitely think the location had a big part of it, like a huge part of it. Um, It all started um, also when I started writing the melody for it, for, you know, when it just came out when it was just that little humble mumble yeah mumbled version of a song I guess or just a thought um that's also when I had the visual ideas for it and I kind of it obviously it wasn't like it was in the video but it kind of started from there it started from that point when I was writing that little you know that little melody um and in the video if y'all haven't seen it yet, no spoilers-ish, <laughs> but um, there's dancers, 
and in the video the dancers aren't aren't really called dancers to me because they're just a part of the story so I see them as just characters that uh, were in this house in this very closed up cottage like burnt out house very post-apocalyptic or just apocalyptic um, and they were all kind of scattered in this one house and they were all over the place and they they were just like in their little corners so they were just they had their own little place to be and they just wanted to stay there and um this one girl who i guess i play because i don't really like call myself a soul day in the song i just i mean in the music video i just also label myself as a character because i guess in the story of that video i'm a character <laughs> um mm-hmm. but i was also um a kid in the house too and i didn't know where i was i mean like i did but you know in the story part um i didn't and i was surrounded by the quote-unquote dancers and we were all in this suppressed house together but i decided to walk around in the house just not knowing what the place was and I met all these people in the house and we all came together and we didn't know that there was going to be an outside. We, we didn't know that there was an outside because we just thought that that one house was our whole life. So we were in the house and then we found the door and went out to the hills and we're like, damn, we're in nature. So, you know, that's where the story ends where um you know we're all up on the ridge all up on this mountain and we're just kind of looking out and we're 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 blessed and we're super grateful that we're in a place you know with nature and just to know that there's some good in the world and that things might change you know yeah, I love that. It's so cool you. how you get the inspiration for the video, like how you came up with it. The story's so intricate uh, and like so deep. I love it. Thank you so much. That means so much. And then also with the location, because we had like a few locations before that we were thinking of. And I feel like, you know, like stories sometimes, if there's like something that needs to click, it could be like anything and it just like, it was definitely the location because I feel like without the burnt out house and the story of that house, then it wouldn't be what it, what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but with the house, um, it was on this ranch in Latunia Canyon, which is like in Sun Valley in LA. It's like in the Valley part of LA. So if you like, you know, you're, if you go, um, North of the beach, then, like in that area yeah Mm -hmm. but um but it was this beautiful apocalyptic looking house on this ranch that um this family owned and this couple that lived in the house were were like a part of the family but um they were I think the grandparents of the kids who own the ranch now and they lived in the cottage when it wasn't burnt out um and I think, yeah, they watched The Notebook a few weeks before 
the cottage that that whole thing happened with the cottage when the cottage turned to flames and got mm-hmm. burnt and all of that. Um, they watched the Notebook, and after that, they said they wanted to die together. And mm-hmm. I guess, ironically, two weeks after they watched it, that happened, and they died together in that cottage. And um, yeah, the family. I don't know. They, um, my family was a friend of the director, so and and us, and they they told us that story. And I just just thinking about it, and also for the location, it made so much sense just to like do it there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like it has so much history, and that's really cool. I read yeah. the Notebook recently, and I loved it. Dude. It was such a good book. Ah. Oh. Wait, are you going to see the movie, too? I think it's, like, on Netflix or something, Oh, right? I did. Yeah, I did. Oh. It was really cute. I love that. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm, I have to see it. But, like, yeah. no. <laughs> okay, it's on my bucket list now. <laughs> okay, definitely, yes. So, who is your inspiration normally, like, for your music and for everything that you do? Music? Uh, I guess my parents are, especially my mom and my dad, but... My mom, she really, I don't know, she, she just, there's so much about her that I love. I mean, I love everything about her, but um, she's just, she's so unique and independent and she just, she, I don't know if this is how you would say it, but she, she like, she knows what she wants and she, she kind of has a feel where where she kind of opens up to things and she says, okay, I'm going to do that. And she does it and it happens and she gets into a beautiful spot where she wants to be. And I just am so inspired by her and for that. And her being my best friend is like such an honor too, because like living with her, living with my inspiration is, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, I second, I second that. <laughs> so, so, so tell me, Solday, um, what's next for you? Are you working on any new music right now? And who would you most like to collaborate with in the future? Oh, God. I want to collaborate with Childish Gambino. I think he has mm. fire stuff. I love his stuff. Um, yeah, I'd probably love to collaborate with him. I, I do want to collaborate with him, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Music-wise, uh, yes, I have some new stuff coming out. Ooh. Um, I'm not telling, but it's definitely coming soon, so. All right, I'll be on the lookout. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, me too. would love to, like, show you guys, too. Um, yeah, so I have that coming up. Um, just, yeah. that's so exciting and so with your music what are the feelings you want listeners to take away from your song when they listen to them Mm. honestly I don't want them to feel anything they don't want to feel I just want them to feel what they're feeling at the moment and I just happy inspired anything um I just think it's super important you know like when you you like you really like a song and you're you you just feel a certain way you're like I played this song 
on July 21st, on the 21st of July, and I was feeling this type of way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. Just, mm-hmm. It's like a memory, like you can correlate a song with a certain memory. Dude, right, exactly. So like, exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) So the feelings are unique for different people. And everyone has, yeah, okay, all right, I like that, I agree. (laughs) So how do you see yourself working the violin into your music going forward in your career? There's so much I want to do with it. Um... I've been wanting to do a lot with it. I think whatever way it happens and however way it comes together, then I just I just want to leave it at that. I just think that it's however I think about it in the future, I think I'm going to use it in that way. You know what I mean? And is there, like, a specific topic or a specific theme that you really like to incorporate in your songs that you like to write about and that type of thing? Well, God, there's too many things, especially now. There's, like, if you got to write a song now, it's like you got to write a hundred of them because there's, like, too many ideas out in the world. (laughs) um, Yeah. I guess um, definitely I've been writing more political stuff and more super um, empowerment and feminine, I guess, stuff, which is great. And I love that. Yes. But I also want to incorporate just regular emotions that people feel. And I just, I, you know, I feel like also that would really do some stuff too, because I think it's super important to incorporate that type of message into you know music just because you know it's super prominent in our lives and yeah you know if you're like yeah very universal like something that is felt by everyone that everyone can relate Mm -hmm. to type thing definitely are you kidding yeah that's like the perfect response for it (laughs) so tell us about your song to all the little girls Honestly, it must have been so amazing to know that Hillary Clinton saw it. And wow. So tell us, you know, about the song, what it, uh, what the meaning is behind it, and how you felt when New Clinton saw it. Yeah, bro. It was insane. It was, like, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, still, I still can't fathom that she saw it. That was just the craziest part about it. Um, and that it went where it went. Um. So I guess it all started out from a music theory assignment at this um, school, music school called Sola Music Academy that I went to a few years ago. Um, and uh, my teacher there, my music theory teacher, she gave us this assignment. It was right after Hillary's concession speech, right after she said all of the things that she did, after, you know, the guy who's in the White House right now, you know, all of that (laughs) stuff. Um, So she gave out this paper that had her words, a few of like, I think it was the beginning words of her concession speech. And she just, she gave it to us. And ironically, the whole class was girls. So we were all, you know, I think definitely just hearing her say, you know, read it out loud and also just us looking at it 
on paper, I think it really empowered us and it really empowered me. And I guess she thought that she knew that I write that I wrote songs, so she was like, I guess I'll have to give her this assignment because she no, but she writes songs, so she might do something with that in that way. Um yeah. So um she gave it to us, I took it home. I kinda was playing around with it again and it was it was so great because it was interesting to incorporate the words into a song and so how she's like how the words were put were super interesting and super empowering after I heard them a lot of times just writing it um and then the next week I showed it to her because you know giving assignments and like you know the next week I guess was <laughs> super mandatory in that case um mm-hmm. and she was like she told me, she's like, we have to do a music video to this. That's like, period. We have to do that. So uh, we did. <laughs> and we did it with all the girls in the class. And then, honestly, I thought it would go nowhere. So, you know, I had no clue. And then about a few months later, it was a month later, um, Hillary tweeted about it. And um, people were... <gasps> I know it's dude it was that crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Like it was crazy, you know? Yeah. I didn't even know what happened and then um after that her and the New York Times asked me to play it at Lincoln Center and that's when that whole thing came about. <gasps> wow. And and then I met her and god, she was an angel. Like an absolute angel and she was so sweet. I feel like sometimes the media really puts her down, but she she isn't all of that, and she's super loving and caring, and she really empowering. She still is. Yeah. She still has that like you know that big presence, which is so great. You know, that's yeah, a huge so... accomplishment. Oh, thank you. Really, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, so on that note, our last question, since we're almost out of time. What advice would you give to teenagers who aspire to be singers? God, there's just, there's so much to say about that. Because I feel like there isn't a wrong answer. I feel it's just that if you really love doing it and you really want to pursue it as a career or you just want to do it for fun or you want to do it for any type of situation, I just say go for it. Because, I mean, I guess that's a little cliche, but... It's true, and I think just saying it more and more, I hope it makes it more genuine to you guys, and I just hope that, you know, everybody out there who wants to be that can be that, you know? They yes. can do it. They can they can just say, I'm going to do it, no matter how. They can have, like, you know, like a keyboard, or not even a keyboard, or a microphone. They don't even have to have a microphone. They can just record themselves with a phone or or just sing for their neighborhood or family, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think however you want to do it is how you do it, and it's super unique to yourself, and I feel like that's what people really like seeing. They really like seeing people that are genuine with what they want, and I think that's so great, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yes. That's, that's the attitude for like anything you do, you should always just do it if you want to. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> 
Well, ah. thank you so much, Isolde. Um, you're such an inspiration, and you have ah. achieved so many things. So, really much good job. Um, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, you too. So, listeners, you can hear her newest release, Rise, following 2017's highly acclaimed media sensation to all the little girls um, on major streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and YouTube. Um, so thanks again, Solde, for coming on. And I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Andrea Smith. Show your love for more segments by donating to the BTUSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at www.bethestarur.org. Keep listening for more about the power of community. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens Welcome back to Express Yourself. This week's show is all about empowerment, music, and the power of community. I'm so excited to introduce Andrea Smith with her newest edition in the spotlight. So, hi, Andrea. Hi, Siri. Uh, Welcome back. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Smith, and I'm super excited to be with you today and share the newest edition of my segment in the spotlight. Today in the spotlight is all about speaking out and standing up for what you believe in. So let's get right into it. With everything going on in the world right now, it is more important than ever to make our voices heard. John Lewis, who recently passed away, is someone who I greatly look up to and is someone who lived a life dedicated to giving voice to those who are silenced. He was one of the big six leaders of the civil rights movement, along with Martin Luther King Jr. He gave a powerful speech during the March on Washington and left a lasting statement of inspiration amongst the crowd, saying, quote, 
we all recognize the fact that if any radical social, political, and economic changes are to take place in our society, the people, the masses, must bring them about. In the struggle, we must seek more than civil rights. We must work for the community of love, peace, and true brotherhood. Our minds, souls, and hearts cannot rest until freedom and justice exist for all people. John Lewis fought not only for racial equality, but for love, for peace, and for humanity. He believed in a world without evil, one where we treat each other as brothers and sisters. After the March on Washington in 1964, the Civil Rights Act became law. The Civil Rights Act prohibited discrimination in public places, provided for the integration of schools and other public facilities and made employment discrimination illegal. Not stopping there, Lewis then led another march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama to bring attention to the struggles of black voters in the South. He and his followers were brutally attacked on the march, labeling the day as Bloody Sunday. This, however, then led to the passage of the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which prohibited all racial discrimination in voting. He was elected to the Atlanta City Council in 1981 and the House of Representatives following in 1986. Since entering office, he has called for health care reform, measures to fight poverty, and improvements in education. And most importantly, he oversaw multiple renewals of the Voting Rights Act. John Lewis lived a life of courage. Something that he said that really struck out to me, I will share it to you now. He said, quote, courage is a reflection of the heart. It is a reflection of something deep within the man or woman or even a child who must resist and must defy an authority that is morally wrong. Courage makes us march on despite fear and doubt on the road towards justice. Courage is not heroic, but as necessary as birds need wings to fly. Courage is not rooted in reason, but rather courage comes 
from a divine purpose to make things right. Wow. His words are so powerful. What really speaks out to me is that he explains how courage is something that is innate in all of us, just as birds use their wings to fly. It isn't something foreign or a special talent that resonates with only a few. No, it lies in each and every one of us. And if we all came to adopt this virtue in our lifestyles, then our world would be a much better place. Taking courage to speak out can come in numerous forms, whether that be attending local protests or signing a petition or even just expressing yourself in art. Our guest earlier has shown the power music has in speaking out against justice. So what are you going to do today to show courage? Although you may think to yourself, what change can one person make? Let me remind you of the butterfly effect. The act of one person can take on a domino effect to change the lives of many. It all starts with you. Together, we can make this world a place filled with love, peace, and equality. It just takes some courage. For all change lies in the voice to speak out, and that voice lies in courage. An amazing segment as always, Andrea. Obviously, it's just so inspirational and amazing. I love it. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, I just wanted to ask you one quick question. Um, what platforms can be used to get your voice heard by others? Um, I think that right now social media can be a great platform to raise awareness about different global issues like the Black Lives Matter movement and like the proxy war in Yemen. It's just an amazing way to reach out to um, thousands of people since so many people are on social media nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I think technology is really connecting people, especially during this time. It's yeah. more prominent than ever. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for your very inspirational segment. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. I'm Siri Panindra, and thanks for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. You can support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at BeTheStarYouAre.org. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, be the star you are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.